Hey, what's up, everybody? So this next episode we have is going to be covering a lot of interesting stuff that's happening in MMA today. Like, you know, the I think it just got announced, the Floyd Mayweather, Mikuda fight, you know, the the last UFC with, you know, all the, the two title matches and that huge uh, Wei Li, Joanna match. So a lot of interesting stuff we're talking about. Um, don't miss it. Check it out. And uh, hope you guys enjoy. Right on. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Yamato Damashi podcast. My name is James, obviously joined by Ensign. Ensign, how are you doing today? Super good. Just finished a workout. Um, I'm on my, uh, I do a monthly two-day fast. So today's the first day of the the two-day fast for this month. Nice. No problem at all. So I don't think it'll be a problem. So tomorrow, I got tomorrow to fast too. So shouldn't be a problem. Feels really good. I don't even feel like I missed eating at all. I feel like we, every time we're doing these podcasts, you're fasting. <laughs> no shit, yeah. I yeah. guess I, it's once a, once a month, so yeah, two day fast once a month. So it just I mean, I guess if we're gonna be doing podcasts like once a week, there's a good chance we'll be hitting it on one of those days. <laughs> it's a good thing to do, man. You still look lean as hell, though. You've been. Uh, I feel good. Yeah, I still yeah. kept the weight weight off. You know, I mean, I got a little sloppy on this last week, but enjoyed it. But I mean, not put on a little bit but not enough to significantly feel slower or heavier or anything so all is good getting back on it again and you had a busy week uh you had a seminar right yeah i did a seminar in tokyo for one of the gyms uh yeah and then oh and also what's exciting is this weekend i'm probably going to be heading up to niigata because they're going to start uh breeding their fish up there awesome so I was actually invited. I've, as you know, this 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 bonding just went, didn't go well. I must have had about over twenty thousand eggs, but I think I'm thinking that because of the change of temperature, they all died. Whoa. Yeah. So that fell apart. So I mean, they're gonna do their. So obviously, they're they're spawning this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I might have did mine a little too early, where the temperature still has fluctuating. So um, I'm lucky to be invited up there. So I'm going to go up there and just check it out, watch them do it, see how they do it, and see what I can do to help and, you know, learn in the process. So maybe next year I can uh, get a successful spawning. Nice. This is the same place you went to before? Yeah, same place. Nice. Awesome. So today's episode, we thought we'd run down some of the latest news that's happening in the crazy world of MMA. Um, There's a ton of news stories, but right off the bat, uh, a press conference just wrapped up about a good couple of hours ago now for a fight announcement from Ryzen for a, a big fight, a fight with Mr. Money Mayweather back in the land of Japan again, uh, fighting Mikuru Asakura, who, uh, you know, is a huge name domestically, but not so big internationally. So my first thought on this fight was kind of, this is why they're doing it just right. They want to make Mikuru a bigger star, get a bit of a rub for Mayweather, um, as it seemed to kind of work for tension. But what was your initial thoughts when they announced the fight? Well, I, th- I didn't think they were going to actually make that fight because Mikuru lost, yeah. Mm. 
I think uh, I was thinking that um, Mayweather wanted to fight him when he was undefeated, you know, and at the peak, you know, to make him look good. So I was surprised, but I think it's a pretty interesting match. Um, in the press conference, Mikuda did mention that he he wanted to pay more money to make it a kickboxing match or an MMA match. And you know, as you know, Mikuda is loaded, yeah, because of his YouTube. Yeah. So he could probably put out millions. Wow. But apparently, well, from what I understood in the press conference, Floyd Mayweather wanted nothing to do with uh, MMA nor kickboxing. Doesn't surprise and, uh, me. Yeah, and Floyd Mayweather made a comment about, you know, I'm I'm going to have fun. I know he's, and he said something like, I know he's going to come to knock me out. He said, but I'll beat him. I'll teach him a lesson having fun, he said. Wow. So he said, this is, I'm the king and there's only one king. And he said something like, uh, he's going to come into my world and no one in this world can touch me, which is true. And you know, you don't think he's smart, man. He stays in his uh, discipline, which is really smart. You know, you got guys like Woodley, you know, guys going up into boxing thinking, oh, we, we work hands, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Mayweather's smart. I mean, he's uh, he's smarter than he, he makes himself to be. You know, I, I mean, I heard he can't read, but. Yeah, he's smart enough to know that, you know, he got to stay in his discipline. So, yeah, it'll be interesting because I'm, I was talking to Sarah and I was thinking, you know, it's not how, I'm not really, you know, of course there's a chance Mikuda could catch him with one punch, you know, but even then it's boxing gloves. So it's, it's probably not going to, not like an MMA fight. You can catch the guy with one punch and boom. And, you know, I think Mayweather's mm-hmm. going to be um, elusive enough that, He's never going to get caught with a solid punch, absorbing all the power. He's going to always be moving away. So I don't think there's a chance for a knockout. What I'm interested in seeing is I think Mikuda's going to definitely be dominated 100%. And you, we saw what happened with someone that looked invincible, like tension when he got dominated. What happened? He started crying like a little baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crying like a little, little, like a little kid, you know. Well, I mean, he is a little kid, yeah. He is a little but, kid, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Life, so me, so I mean, you know, Mikuru has this um, this role, oh, confident aura, mm. this role like uh, borderline cocky attitude, which is kind of cool in fighting. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of interested in seeing what happens and how he will react to being, uh, you know, dominated and 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 beaten up. Maybe, maybe he'll just try and take him down and then... Because they usually put, like, fines in the contract. But if he's got the money, maybe he'll just think, fuck it, I'll pay it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, you know, he might just you... give him one big leg check or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out, out of all the fighters they could have picked, I think Mikuru is quite a, an interesting choice just because of, like you say, he, you know, could go off the rails a little bit. So, Yeah, and you know the thing, too, is Mikula is not a boxer nor a kickboxer. Mm. So his style is MMA. So as we know, MMA fighters don't move like boxers. Hmm. So they even asked uh, Mikud if he's going to do some boxing. He said, yeah, he's going to do boxing training. He said, basically, though, he's going to want to keep his MMA style and bring it into the ring, which is smart, I think, because I don't think Mayweather has seen MMA style. Even Tenshin wasn't MMA style. So the punches are a little different. You know, of mm-hmm. course, you know, I think the the bottom line is going to be Tension speed. I mean, not tension. Um, uh, Mayweather speed over Mikuda. Yeah. So, I, I believe he's going to be peppering him and and just do collaborative damage. Mm. 
It's going to be interesting. I, I kind of thought when they said that Mayweather was going to, they were making this announcement. My first thought was maybe they were going to do Mayweather versus Kai because Mayweather likes having size advantage over a lot of opponents, right? And then also maybe if they did against Kai, then there would be the next fight where they could do, oh, take on Mikuru. So you do like the two brothers face Mayweather. Uh, that would have been interesting. Or even it would have been interesting to do two brothers in one night. Oh, yeah, yeah, shit. But then, back to yeah. back exhibition, three rounds each, man. That would have been interesting. I think yeah. you would have probably been able to play with that too. Yep. Uh, I tell you what, though, when you say that Mayweather is a good businessman, he certainly is. Because I don't know if you've seen this, but he just said uh, that apparently, just for the press conference, they were paying him one point five million dollars <laughs> just just to attend the press conference. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's insane. You know, I, you know the funny thing is, is when he fought, uh, when Mayweather came and fought Tension, I heard that the fight money was so crazy that uh, it set back rising a lot in deficit. Mm. So I, I had the impression that it was a mistake to bring Mayweather, but you know the fact that they're bringing him back, maybe they did make enough. They, they definitely see a, a, a positive into bringing Mayweather back. So mm, kind of interesting. Maybe you know. The stuff that the public knows isn't everything, you know. They're they're probably getting something that's worth bringing Mayweather back out. Yeah. Well, the other element they announced right was the Ryzen Fight Pass, the streaming service they're going to put together. And apparently, that fight will I think kicks kickstart it. Ah. So maybe that's the the reasoning behind mm-hmm. it. But it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see what happens because it sounded like a bit like an ESPN Plus deal where you pay a monthly set fee, you get access to like a fight library. And then you also have to pay on top for the pay-per-view. So could be. Oh, uh, I, see. I don't know how that, I think that fight will do very well in Japan, but how do you think it does outside of Japan? I don't, you know, it's going to be what they do for promotion in for America. Yeah. I mean, I mean with the world. Mm. So I'm thinking that um, Floyd will be trying to blow up, blow up Mikuda. So, mm. you know, I think for Mikuda as a, as a whole is such a good thing for him because he's going to be world known. Mm, yeah, definitely. Right. You know, depends if he gets dominated, like gets played with and beaten up, you know, it might not be a good way to be world well known, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like Amber Heard, you know, she's like super famous now, but oh, yeah. <laughs> not for the right reasons. You know, she was like a, Oh, she was only a famous because she was with Johnny Depp. And, yeah. Oh, Aquaman. Okay. But then other than that, she was not, I never heard of her. Yeah. But yeah, now same. I know of her, but don't really think much of it. You know, I don't have a good impression of who she is. Yeah, I'm right. And if you guys missed it, check out the previous episode we did because we talked all about that <laughs> and just about liars in general. Right. So, yeah. Um, so you mentioned obviously Mayweather lost, uh, sorry, Mayweather beat up tension very badly a long time ago. Um, however, tension uh, has arguably one of the biggest kickboxing fights um, for a long, long time um, against Takalu, which is this weekend. Um, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to watch it as there is no international pay-per-view, which uh, is a bit of a shame. Um, apparently, it's only on a Beamer and obviously no Fuji TV deal either. Um, what, what do you make of this card? in terms of uh, the overall card, but also just about the lack of distribution internationally is a bit of a shame. 
Well, I don't think it, it's an international fight, so I don't think it'll matter, you know. Sure. I mean, the only guys that would want to watch is people who are into Japanese MMA, which is, I think, is not a big number because there's not, you know, like Pride Days, you know, had everybody fighting from the United States in Pride all throughout mm-hmm. the world. Now, a lot of the card is a lot of uh, Japanese unrising, so the card is all Japanese. Ten- Takeru's super famous in Japan. Tenshin's super famous in Japan, but I don't think either one of them has a big star power throughout the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. the funny thing is it's, uh, I think I, my whole estimate as far as not promotion, but as far as a single fight, I think Tenshin, this fight will be the biggest single fight Japan has ever had. Bigger than Masato Kid, bigger right. than, you know, like uh, say Norgara Ensen or, or Tamura Silva. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is, this is way bigger. But as far as, you know, promotion-wise, I think Pride yeah. had bigger events. But as far as a single fight in, for Japan, I think this is probably the biggest ever. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the collaboration, right, as well, of like Rise and Rise and K1. Yeah. Kind of a, yeah. The politics behind that. A lot of people speculate that's why they couldn't get the international streaming deal because of... Um, K1's got some funny rights around it, I think. So I imagine Ooh. trying to negotiate that could be a headache. But I'm sure it'll come out soon why why it didn't get it. But yeah, I know what you mean. There's not it's not a it's not like a huge people are, are outcrying internationally for Japanese kickboxing. But I think the ones that mm-hmm. do want to see it are really I've seen a lots of people tagging in like Fight TV, uh, the Zone, like all these different streaming platforms. Like, please carry the match and like all this. But uh, I just, so there are there are people that really want to see it. Yeah, yeah, just probably internationally. Yeah, so ah uh, well, but get your VPN. Yeah, ready. well, you know, I I really look forward to that fight. But the fact that I got a message today from the koi farms telling me that you know they're going to be breeding on the weekend. Yeah. I, I canceled. Uh, I was supposed to um, have a dinner, you know, with the Chinese guy, the, the guy, the Chinese leader. I was mm-hmm. going to have dinner with him on Saturday. And I was supposed to, on Sunday, I was going to order the fight on Ameba. And then I was going to watch it here at home. And I was actually yeah. going to have a friend come over to watch it with me. But I just canceled the dinner. And I just, I have to still message my friend to tell him that I'm not going to order the fight. Cause I'm gonna be in Niigata, so I guess you know I really want to see the fight, but probably not as much as uh, missing a breeding session and learning from the Niigata koi farms. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a hard thing to pass up, right? Especially when you're passionate about yeah. it. So. Oh yeah, course, for sure. You can watch the replay as well, right? You know, he'll be around. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna probably see it all over the place in a in a week. Yeah, indeed. No, it's uh. It looks like an exciting card. I don't know too, enough about Japanese kickboxing, but uh, there's definitely a lot of hype behind it. And obviously, those two have been, you know, people wanted to see them fight for years, a bit like uh, Pacquiao and Mayweather, right? So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting fight because I think, uh, I think Tenshin might be a little bit more accurate and he has a lot of a big repertoire. And, you know, mm-hmm. he has all these, the way he does so many different things. But I think. Takeru, um, he's naturally a bigger fighter, heavier weight. So I think power-wise, Takeru's going to have it. He's a stamina monster, and he's uh, he's super aggressive, a lot of pressure. So I, I think it's going to be interesting because I think 
Takeda will bring it into a brawl. He's going to have enough stamina and enough power to bring it into a brawl, which probably isn't going to be the best uh, percentages for Tenshin, but Tenshin's also a type that will brawl back. Yeah. So, you know, I think if they stay far away and, you know, they play the timing and, you know, staying away and kickboxing, I think Tenshin might have the upper hand. But if it's a brawl, it, it becomes like a 50-50, man. And if Takedo, the way he can take shots and deliver on his speed, I think it might fall into favor of Takedo. I personally want Takedo. I, I, love, I like Takedo. Yeah. What, what do you make of the stakes of the fight? Because obviously for Tension, he said he's retiring from kickboxing. He's moving over to boxing. So he's kind of not really got much to lose. Whereas Takedo seems like he's got, you know, everything to lose in that sense. I mean, what would you make no, of the stakes? Takedo doesn't have much to lose either because he's at the end and, and actually talking about retirement. Right. Okay. He's already said definitely that if he loses the fight, he's retired. So I'm thinking that um, he might actually even retire after this because he's pretty much beaten everybody in K1. Mm. And there's no one else to fight except, you know, tension. So, <laughs> and hopefully, you know, hopefully they're making enough money that they, you know, uh, Takeru can actually retire. Hopefully he's making that much money, which, you know, I don't know, but I hope he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw they were both gutted about there being no Fuji TV deal. Um because obviously the exposure, I think they said when they were kids, they watched obviously K1 fights, they watched Andy Hook fight. Um, so it's kind of a shame. I think they wanted that the same for the younger generations. Yeah, Tenshin was really adamant about the fact that he wasn't doing it for the money. He was doing it because he wanted to inspire kids. And he said, he actually made a statement that if it's not going to be on Fuji TV, he'd rather not take the fight. So um, I guess they convinced him to take the fight. I guess maybe they, they you know, they gave him the, you know, Ameba is going to be reaching kids. You know, I, I don't know what they did, but mm-hmm. he did seem pretty adamant about not taking the fight if it wasn't going to be on local TV. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know what happened with that, but it looks like the fight's going through one more week, man. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So um, switching gears quite a bit, but, you know, we talked about Ryzen. Uh, former Ryzen champion becomes the light heavyweight champion in the UFC at UFC 275 in Singapore. Wanted to get your overall thoughts uh, on the event, and then maybe we'll run down a few fights and maybe start with uh, start with Jury. Yeah, well, when I saw that fight, first thing I, I remember, there's a bunch of things I was thinking during the fight. I, I thought Jury was just so spastic. He kind of reminded me a little bit like Clay Guida. Clay Guida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an like a energizer monkey that just can't control himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I also realized how freaking tough Teixeira is. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, Jiri too. Jiri takes shots. Mm-hmm. And, Both you know, guys. of course, we could, as we saw, Jiri has a lot of holes on his ground game. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of holes, but I think, Jiri is so unpredictable. That's his strength, I think. He's just so unpredictable, the way he moves around, jump, jumping knees. You know, just he does this little duck-down uppercut, duck-down yeah. high kick. You know, he does this weird movement. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I thought that, you know, I just thought that Glover was going to be overpowered by the, the, the youth, the stamina, and the power of Jiri. But, you know, I was... Uh, 
pleasantly surprised when, you know, I, I was thinking, oh, you know, Tashara's on his way out. It might be nice to have a young champion, you know, coming from pride, you know, then, and then in the middle of the fight, I, I found myself wanting, you know, Tashara to pull it out and win because of how his durability and, you know, he was still in there, man. He was still up there with the, mm-hmm. with the young boy, you know, so. Yeah. It was kind of funny because I swayed in a way where I was like, oh, shit, Tishara, I want to see Tashara win now, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, though. 43. It was just like the performance he was putting out was just insane for that age. It's just unheard of. Like, what, maybe I thought it was score? interesting, too, at the end of the fight yeah. when uh, I thought, ah, he lost. You know, he's going to retire. But <laughs> end of the fight, they asked him if he's going to, you know, it's the end of the line. And he, he, I think he looked at Bisbing, I think it was, or Cormier. Was it Cormier? And he said, I I don't know, man. What do you think? And then he said, the announcer said, you look damn good. He goes, well, I guess I'm I'm going to fight more. (laughs) It was kind of funny. I love how how, uh, animated and how uh, down-to-earth Tashara is. You know, when Tashara talks, he reminds me of uh, Hensel. They have that same sense of humor, that same, you know, um, down-to-earth personality. Such a, I mean... How can you not like Tashara, man? He's such a good guy. Yeah, he seems super likable. And uh, yeah, it's a, it was a, such a crazy fight. When you say about Jiri's movements, I don't know if you saw it. When he threw like, he threw like a front kick, but like the way he threw it was, it was just like out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, how did he get his leg that high without like, I don't know. It baffles my mind some of the stuff he does. It's just, but yeah, it made, it made me feel like, oh, the light heavyweight division, it's kind of exciting again now. Because for a while, it's felt a little bit stale, um because the last because you had when john jones became the champion it was it was really fun but then because obviously with john jones he's such a talent that it's always you know great to watch him fight but after a while he was kind of beating guys so convincingly it got a little bit stale and then you could see that he started to slip with like the dominic reyes fight um and then jan blakovich stepped in which was good but it it wasn't quite as uh you know as fun fights i guess whereas uh yeah with, yeah with the new champion i think that all changes so yeah so be interesting man yeah and so on that note his next defense what would you rather see would you rather see the the rematch with glover which glover was kind of sort of campaigning for or would you rather see the the big match in europe uh with polish power jan blokovic um and yuri the so jan being the former champ uh before glover what do you think I don't know. I'm for some reason just Jan is just such a quiet style that I I don't know. Jan just doesn't excite me to hear him fight Jiri. Mm-hmm. And you know Glover did so well. I I I would actually personally want to see Glover have another chance because mm-hmm. it was it was a close fight. I mean, I mean yeah. it was close. He hurt Jiri. Mm-hmm. He took him down. He had him mm-hmm. in good positions. And I think the the submission came because uh, of Tashara just got sloppy. Yeah, with the body shot as well, I was, right? I was. I think that I I don't know what the scorecards are, but I had Tashara winning. Same. Yeah. This without Even a doubt. If the wrong ended up where Tashara laid on his back at the end like that. I still thought Tashara did enough to win the decision. Yeah, definitely. You know, with that, with that, with a with a close that a fight that close. I, I mean, I, I would say there should be a rematch, but, you know. Yeah. Looks like they're yeah, going to go with Jan, though, yeah? Yeah, well, I think it's because it's such a massive fight in Europe that it, 
it kind of ah, makes sense see, to do. But at the same time, <laughs> definitely the re almost you kind of almost want that rematch because you know Texera doesn't have that many fights left. Um, so you kind of want to see that as well. So uh yeah, who knows? We'll see, we'll see what the matchmaking looks like. But that was uh, you know, some really, really fun action. Um but yeah, I mean and then as far as uh you know you could say crazy decisions. Uh, Valentina pulls out a decision win against Tyler Santos. Did you uh, have Valentina winning that fight? I had Santos winning. Yeah, I thought Santos won for sure. I was shocked. I mean, there was too much. Too, There's too much ground control. I mean, every every scram mm -hmm. on the ground, you know, Santos ended up in the advantageous position. She had some chokes on. She got pretty close to. You know, getting a choke in. You know, Valentina in the press conference said nothing surprised her and she was never worried, but no, she was worried. There was a couple of times it was wrapped around her, her chin and it was pretty close. Yeah. That if she could, you know, f somehow slide it in, you know, if, if um, Santos had a, a, did a little bit, I, I believe a little bit more adjusting on the chokes, you know, now it's because she was doing just a basic sleeper choke from the back, you know, instead of shorting it for a, for a choke that's coming into the throw, you know, a, a, you know, changing up on that, those kind of things. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, it was, it was a very dangerous situation for her, I believe. And I just thought that Santos just had put her in too much dangerous positions. And, you know, I, I just felt that uh, Santos did more than enough to have won the fight. Yeah, I agree. I thought I agree. she won round one, two, and three for 100%. And you know what's interesting as well, right? There was the clash of heads, which yeah. would certainly made it harder for Santos. So if that clash of heads hadn't happened, I I reckon the decision yeah, definitely yeah, went never, away. Yep. Or she may have finished her. So. Um, yeah, you know, what's, you know what's kind of bummer for Santos is that um, Valentina is a type of fighter that's going to go to the books, go to the watch the video, and she's going to come back so much better. Yeah, that girl is just incredible. She's going to come back so much better. So it's going to be a, that much harder for Santos to, you know, do the same thing. You know, of course, Santos can do the same thing and learn about what she made mistakes on. But I just feel like Valentina is such a workhorse that her improvement is going to be just, um, remarkable when she comes back for the rematch so yeah i uh, you know I, what you know what surprised me you know at the at the decision santos didn't feel like she it didn't yeah, seem like right. she um, yeah i was surprised that she kind of was like almost like she thought she didn't win either i i thought yeah. she was gonna be more it was gonna be more protests or more uh you know dissatisfaction with the decision but you know i mean valentina thought she won santos didn't look like she thought she won i mean you know maybe um I'm watching it in the wrong way, you know? <laughs> no, no. I, and I think most of the fans sort of felt that Santos won that fight. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I hope they do an immediate rematch because, like you say, Valentina will do a homework. I'd be way more excited for the rematch than I was coming into this fight, for instance. So, I think uh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. when they should definitely do an immediate rematch, I think. Yeah, I think so for sure, man. Yeah. One fight we won't get an immediate rematch, which is a shame because they've had two awesome fights now, is uh, Yuana and uh, Wei Li because Yuana retired, which, uh, which is a shame. But um, credit to both girls. Those, you know, that first round was unbelievable. 
Um, it was it was kind of like they said they said I think they said it on the commentary. It felt like round six of the first fight because they just went at it straight away, right? There's yeah, grappling yeah. dangers, the stand up. It was really fun. But uh, were your impressions of the fight? Yeah, um, you know, I I understand the reasons for um, Joanna um, retiring because she you know she wants to be an F one car racer. She she's happy with what she's done. She wants to live her life. She wants to have a child. She said. Mm. So you know she, it's 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 not a bad retirement because she's done and proved that she's one of the best in the world. Yeah, definitely. she's already held the belt for a while. She's going out uninjured, pretty much uh, everything intact. Definitely has enough money to have a nice coasting to the in her life. Mm-hmm. So I mean. The fact that she has other dreams she wants to chase, I think, you know, she's done um, substantially enough in fighting that it can merit a retirement. So, I, you know, I'm kind of happy for her. It's good. It's it's also another thing that I think a lot of fans will look at and say, you know, she she was still up and up in the fight, even the striking. She was, like, right there in the second round. She she got dominated in the first round because of Whaley's wrestling and the, and the ground and pound she was doing. But in the stand-up, Joanna was just right up there with Wei Li. So, you know, she's definitely still at that, you know, caliber, the top mm-hmm. caliber that can beat the best in the world. So as far as a, a fan looking at it in that sense, it's like kind of like, oh, man, you know, you still got it. You still, you know, you, you could, it could be a toss-up if you, who would win the the, the rematch. Yep. No, so yeah, the you- third fight could also go anyway, either way, so... You know why I'm smiling, right? Because it reminds me of someone else that retired and, and people thought, oh man, is he is he retiring too soon? Oh me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, so you can you can understand, you know, that you know that that's where I guess I should understand that it's not about ability. It's not because mm-hmm. she doesn't feel like she can compete with the best. It's you know, if you're like for me, I felt that I learned enough in fighting that I had, I didn't need to fight anymore. So I think from that, the desire to fight went down. And if the desire is not there and you have to train, you know, you have to train drip blood and sweat and tears in the, in the, in the gym to train for the fight. I think you need to be hundred percent there. You know, for Joanna, I think it's a different thing. She has other things she wants to do. You know, she's happy with what she or she is financially. You know, a lot of fighters are fighting for financial reasons now, and she's probably financially set. Yeah. So that's probably another reason why she's her, her drive to fight is not there, you know. So, you know, like, like I said, you know, fans look at it and say, oh, she still can be fight the best in the world. But, you know, it's something that's really hard to explain to the fans that fighters, you know, even if they still can fight, it's just – here you know they're they're done you know i mean i'm not saying they got broke it's just that their heart is going somewhere else which is totally understandable i think i think it's a good retirement for her good timing yeah as you say she's got so many different avenues i've seen on her social media all the other stuff that she's got going on she's super famous in poland right she's really really like a, a i think a bit of a celebrity over there and um and yeah, she always seemed, you know, do a lot of charity work as well. I always saw clips of her in children's hospitals and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, congrats to her on a hell of a career. Like you say, she was one of my all-time favorites as well in the in the women's strawweight division. Definitely, you know, it, it doesn't feel that long ago when she 
pretty much massacred Carla Esparza and won that belt and then went on that sort of reign of terror for quite a long time. So yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Congrats to her. Um before we I have a question for you. I have oh. a question for you. Shoot. So now it's gonna be Carla Esparza and Wei Lee. What do you think about that? Oh, Wei Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I don't mean to be like uh, a dick about it, but it's just hard when you compare the performances, right? Like Whaley looks so good rematching Joanna, where you could see that she looks super strong, super tough. Um, her striking looked really good. Obviously, she knocked Joanna out with a back fist, and you think Joanna's got quite a good chin. Um, but Carla is kind of you. Everyone's kind of looking at the last fight, right? And that last fight was ugly <laughs> with uh with rose so boring yeah i don't know what, what do you take i mean well i i fun? just straight up i think that um Whaley's just too much for carla mm. but with carla's style where her wrestling is so good and because her striking isn't that good she has so much better timing on the takedowns to get away from the striking True. you know styles make fights and you know it might not be the greatest fight again but i mean there's a good chance that she could close the distance get the takedowns and hold and and control position and and it could be a win of not a submission or a beating but it could be a win on where she just frustrates way lee and controls has the most control time on the ground you know so there's a chance but the big thing now is that Whaley's working with Cejudo. Yeah. So that you so think you got... I think Cejudo with Whaley's strength. Mm. Yeah, she's so with strong. Cejudo's, yeah, with Cejudo's knowledge. You know, like like I said, you know, like I always tell the people that are from coming from standing to learn the ground. There's two different grounds. <clears throat> if you're trying to learn the ground to fight a grappling match then that's going to take a lot more time than if you're just fighting, learning ground to avoid the ground. Mm. <clears throat> learning ground to get back on your feet. If you're learning ground to fight a, a jiu-jitsu guy in a jiu-jitsu match, that's a whole different story. If you're learning enough ground just to stay away from the ground, you can do it. So, you know, like the same thing with Wei Li. You know, so if she's going to try and wrestle Carla in a wrestling match, that's a whole different story. But mm. if she's going to try and just stay prevent Carla from getting takedowns, stay away from the double unders, you know, that kind of stuff. I think it's a lot easier. And with, you know, say with someone like Sehudo that has probably the, some of the best technique in the world, yeah, being able to work with her and, you know, her, she's in her athletic prime. She picks up things fast and she's so strong. You know, it, if that, that could be a horrible night for Carla if Whaley works on her wrestling defense and stays standing. Cause as far as striking, Punch for punch, I don't think Carla can stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with Wei Li. Yeah, it's definitely the toughest fight for Carla in that division, I think. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you say, it was just interesting just because how strong she looked in the, the Ioana fight. But then Ioana is a different build compared to Carla, right? Carla's like completely different build in, in human beings. And as, like the strength is her. That's what she uses for the takedown. So it's kind of interesting to see how that, how that plays out. But yeah, you know, you know, like they say, when when you're striking with a striker, you can just strike. But when yeah. you gotta strike and worry about a takedown, it it changes your striking because you can't be a normal striker anymore because you gotta watch for the takedown. So, mm. you know, that could actually come into play also. So, we'll, you know, interesting. I'd like to see it in a 
I'd like to, uh, you know, Carla is just just someone that's always the always the underdog. You know, it always seems like yeah. she's always picked to lose for some reason. You know, yeah, even when true. she won TRF, I think that everyone thought that Rose is going to win. Yeah, it was that was the story and tough, wasn't it? Really, the yeah and then you know when she fought joanna how she got beaten up so bad she kind of almost like confirmed her like yeah carla's not that good and then yeah. she disappeared then she came back you know so but she's been on a good streak recently she's been using yeah. her game her her style of fighting in the right way not the most exciting fights but she's been pulling off the w so yeah you know yeah. we'll see yeah that's a game plan so let's see uh any other thoughts on the pay-per-view um, who I don't, I, I know there was a, a bunch of good fights. I can't, I can't really recall them. I know there was a, a Chinese, young Chinese fighter that looked really good. You know, there's, yeah. there was exciting fights. It was a good fight. I mean, it came to a point where I think Dana gave uh bonuses for all, f- all finishes. Yeah. You know how they usually pick three? He gave a bonus, $50,000 bonus to all the guys who finished their fight. So that's how I guess worth it it was and exciting it was that Dana would do something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, all the undercard fights all look awesome. So it's uh, definitely a good pay-per-view to cap off on the weekend. Uh, one of the final thing that reminded me, they, the UFC did the, the road to UFC events, right, with a lot of fighters in Asia while they're in Singapore. Uh, one person that you have highly touted on this podcast, Rinya Nakamura. Uh, got yeah. an, another big win, man. Real, like... Uh, impressive submission so uh he uh, is he you think could be the hot japanese prospect for uh for the ufc 100 100 he's not only has the ability in his wrestling he's picks up his striking very well uh he knows how to i mean his he knows how to clear the legs on the takedown so that he's not dangerous he's not in risk of getting guillotined and and you know the thing with that kid is is when he faces adversity, he's it's not going to slow him down. It actually might make him tougher. Mm. So, you know, you got these guys that, oh, let's we'll see what happens when they get pushed to the brink, you know. But Rina is not going to break. You can't break Rina. He's going to be, be stronger. So it's going to be super exciting. I think the tougher fights he gets, the more he's going to perform. Yeah. And, and he's still a puppy. He's still a puppy. And he seemed like he's, he's going to get better. He could speak quite good English as well, right? So yeah, I was surprised. I didn't know that. I guess he's yeah. uh, traveled the world to fuck do wrestling. So I think he's probably learned the the English language pretty well. It's pretty good. Yeah, so he could be the, the next big Japanese star for the UFC. So I think he will be. I, yeah. I I if I had to put money on or say that there's anyone in Japan that's going to be the next big star, it'll probably be him. There's another kid in Shuto that's coming up that looks really good. Is Yamato? Yeah. Nishikawa, yeah, he's looking good. He, I just went and watched his fight in Sapporo. He looks super good. The only thing I see with him is he's not fighting in his proper weight class. Mm. What's trying to? His father's making him get gain weight to go into the heavier weight class, but he's not gaining the right type of weight. He's he's gaining any kind of weight. Mm. So he could actually be almost almost two weight classes down. The mm-hmm. amount of weight he's carrying. Wow. So. Really? You know, I'm afraid of, uh, you know, when he, he he fights the Russians and the guys that are, you know, have that that natural strength. Of course, we know Jap- Japanese here and Brazilian. He fought a Brazilian. Uh, no, Japanese. He only fought Japanese. 
Mm -hmm. Japanese are strong, but they're kind of just strong for their weight class. Mm. You got someone that, you know, even Americans, you know, like the, the farm strength Americans or even the Russians, when he faces people like that, him carrying all the extra weight that, you know, I believe you have to have, you only have to have weight that you can use in the ring. Mm -hmm. I always didn't eat junks before fights because I didn't want to put anything in my body that wouldn't help me and win the fight. Yeah. So I didn't want any weight that I didn't, I couldn't use. Yamato has a lot of weight that he can't use. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking when he gets into the higher divisions or the, the better people and the stronger fighters and the world-class fighters, I think he's going to have to make a decision to drop weight and go into the next the, the lower weight classes. He can't carry around all that fat because you got the opponents going to be carrying around muscle in place of his fat. And that's not going to be a good uh, you know mixture for him to face someone that's a lot stronger. Yeah, it's like you say, the Americans, the Russians, they got weight cutting down to a science, right? So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, any do you any insight in where you think he might end up? Because he's talked to Ryzen, I think he's talked to UFC. He's kind of don't know if you have any insight to where he might go one day. He wants to go to UFC. Ooh, interesting. Yep, Rina's Rina's dream is the UFC. You know, it's real funny is you when when we he, he was little, he used to be oh, in, the, not- in the in the who was that? Yamato, yeah. Oh, you're talking about Yamato. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so- Yamato. Very interesting. He was actually invited to the road to UFC. Oh, really? Right now, he's looking for rising because he's an anti-vaxxer. Oh, really? Wow. Is he's that a problem for the UFC? Vaccination. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I guess traveling to America and stuff, yeah, you need the vaccine, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, so I think his dad is like old school and he's against the vaccine. So he's not going to get that vaccine. He refuses to get the vaccine. So he's not going to be able to fight in the States. He's going to probably have. So now he's targeting. He wanted UFC, but now he's targeting Rising. Oh, interesting. And so you were saying about Rinya? Rinya, definitely UFC. Right. Rinya, interesting, when he was uh, little, he used to train at our gym for the wrestling, the kids wrestling. So he was around me. He was around, you know, Carlos Newton, you know, all the fighters that came through Shuto. He was around us. He 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 even said in a lot of his interviews that when he was wrestling, it was never about wrestling. It was always about what he can learn to bring to MMA. His dream from day one while he was wrestling was to be an MMA fighter. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. He um he was supposed to fight in the Olympics. But as soon as the Olympics was postponed a year, mm. he didn't want to wait, and he decided to just start his MMA career already. So he, it's like, whoa, you should have waited one more year and, you know, get in, do that Olympic dream. But, yeah, yeah. you know, you're telling someone that his main dream was actually MMA. Yeah. The Olympics isn't that big a thing, you know. He wants to start his MMA career. So kind of interesting. And you know what's real interesting is, be, two days before his fight in the road to UFC, he messaged me and he said, after his next fight, he said, can you watch my training? Can you help me with the training? Awesome. Yeah. So he told me, he told me at least once, can you watch my training? And I, you know, I always had to open doors to him because yeah. his father yeah. is the one who created Shuto. Wow. His father is the one who um, opened up the purebred Omiya gym with Sayama Satoru. Yeah. And his father was the one who 
was going to close down the gym and I, I offered to take it over and he let me take it over. Yeah. So I remember you writing in the book. Done a lot. Yeah. He's done a lot for me. So, um, you know, my, you know, the dad loved MMA and he, he, I mean, he, he's, uh, in, in the front row in heaven with a big smile on his face, watching Nina do well. Mm. And, you know, if there's anything I can do to thank him is to do what I can in my power to help Nina. So I've always offered that to Nina, that if he needs help anytime, he's with a good team, uh, not necessarily Okami, but, you know, Takaya. Uh, he's in good hands with Takaya. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, everything I can give him, probably Takaya could probably give him. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I believe in good hand, but if he wants me to help, I, I'd be willing, more than willing to help him anytime. If he wants me to come and help him with Takaya, I would do that too. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to say that I want, I don't, he doesn't need to be my fighter. I'll just help him for wherever he is. So, yeah. Looking forward cool. to it. That's awesome, man. Cool. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Um, no, nothing. Um, Everything's going well, you know. I'm, I'm looking forward to the breeding, learning more about breeding the kois. Fish is doing great. The business is doing great. My health is super good. You know, I'm dropping weight, feeling good, starting to. I just actually started hitting. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post a little video, but I actually started trying to hit mitts again. Nice. <laughs> just to try. You know, I'm so tight, man. To loosen up my shoulders to get that movement. You know, it'll be yeah. so good for my range of motion. So, you know, starting to pick up on that again. You know. Everything's uh, on a real good upward swing. So looking oh. forward to, you know, what's next? You know, Sarah got her bags out. You know, the mm -hmm. you know the shop's doing well. You know, the I mean, there's so much things that, you know, me and Sarah always say that we're so lucky because there's people that have a hard time finding one thing that they can chase, you know. Mm -hmm. But me and Sarah have so many things that it's like, okay, if this doesn't work, we got that. Oh, but when we do this, we need to do this too. We, you know, there's so many things that, you know, doors that are open for us that we we can work on so it's so awesome you know so right, right now everything's going super good looking forward to you know the next months you know i got i'm gonna go check out the koi's you know sarah is gonna you know getting getting back into her training real strong i'm doing a lot more coaching see mm how -hmm. she has his you know, possible see how she has his fight soon um i it, can't it. really say because it's not announced yet but we know it's going to happen soon in July, I guess I can say in July, we already yeah. have an opponent decided. So we already have, uh, you know, the type of training he's tra already training. We're already working him for that opponent. So, you know, got that going in August. I go back to Hawaii to open up the Destiny Forever shop. Looking forward to Sarah going back to New Zealand in July. She's going to um, have her uh, Moku Kauai done. Yep. And I mean that's huge. I, I'm I wish I could be there, but you know someone's mm -hmm. got a babysit, so I gotta stay back. But you know, so much exciting things happening. You know, yeah, very excited. Yeah, hopefully Thailand oh, later cool. in the year as well. Oh, and the other thing that's new is I'm I just started. I had a Japan staff just start a um, Japan YouTube channel. Um, for all of you enjoying the YouTube here don't go there because it's all in Japanese. So unless you understand Japanese, you're not going to understand a single word that's being said there. So that's hundred percent for the Japanese people. So it's interesting though. It's it's, a, it's, it's really different James, because there's a lot of rules, a lot more rules in the Japan one, you know, like, like 
the the last one we had, I had we had to take it down. I think not what within twenty four hours of actually loading it. Wow! Because it got too controversial about talking about rising connected to the underworld and my mm. connection with the underworld. You know, it was something that a lot of people wanted to see, though. You know, Jap- Japanese people. I mean, yeah. we had a lot of comments saying that, "Wow, you're saying stuff that people know Never and did. don't want to say." You know, mm. and, and it's like it's kind of neat to hear that they're saying. But you know, I guess if it was just me, I'd say whatever I want to say. But you know, when I got connections with rising and i got you know Siyoshi, i'm training him and sarah's gonna fight in rising there's a lot more um repercussions that could happen just not with me but with people around me and my associations with people hmm. that is you know i gotta you know the truth the truth sometimes has to be controlled unfortunately yeah yeah well maybe they can watch this podcast and see some of the hints that you've thrown out there <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. <laughs> we can do it in english yeah yeah they better get the textbook out for them so <laughs> awesome all right well everybody well thank you so much for watching we will talk to you guys again soon all right everybody that was a pretty cool episode you know a lot of interesting stuff a lot of you know up to trending stuff that's happening in mma today i hope you enjoyed it and we're gonna be all doing a lot more interesting stuff so make sure you subscribe and like right on